This one was a doozy. Um, a lot. It was a lot. Hello. Welcome to Escape the Dark. I forgot our name of our podcast. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Escape the Dark. <laughs> a Last of Us fan podcast. I am Navar. I'm joined, with, joined by... Oh my God. You're joined I'm by Navar. Indrani, your I'm bestest friend in the world, so who is very, very cool, is what you were yes. saying. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, beautiful, kind, wonderful, fun, all of that. Okay, that's uh, <laughs> uh too many affirmations. So um yeah, we're here. We are here to talk about episode five. Um spoiler free thoughts first. Sorry, if we are a little foggy today, it's because uh I'm a father of three maniacs and Indrani is um living life uh as a too many jobs person so too many jobs sounds about right that's my state of existence currently but you know yeah that's gotta eat so uh yeah spoiler free thoughts i knew what was coming and Mm -hmm. i was still swept away Mm -hmm. um and i think there was this moment of just going oh i wish i hadn't experienced like I wish I didn't know because that would have mm-hmm. that's an experience in and of itself that I cannot have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I found a lot of joy in seeing how they change things and appreciating those changes because those were new to me. I really, really, really enjoyed the execution of um, just making the characters we've met last episode, Sam and Henry, more personable. Because I think that's one thing in the game is that there are occasions where they feel a little not antagonistic, but not necessarily like you you're not always rooting for them, horrible as it sounds. You're mm-hmm. you're thinking of like me over them in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that way when watching the show, which I thought made it better. Um yeah. I was a little um not disappointed but a little like underwhelmed by some of the like the execution of certain storylines mm-hmm. um and i think we might be on the same page about that uh, so. but Who the fuck think- is your mom brian <laughs> <laughs> tell us brian we're dying here okay um Sorry. and obviously the big like set piece for this episode um, which we established in the last one, um, the big sort of like extravagant action sequence. Holy mm. shit. Incredibly yeah. executed. I was just gasping and flinching the whole time. They did not hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was visceral. It was grotesque and it was everything I hoped for. So um, yeah. yeah, overall a really good episode. It's like a contender for my favorite episode. Along with like Bill and Frank, but yeah, I think Bill and Frank takes the cake just because of like some of the issues I have with this episode. So that's spoiler free. What about you? What's your hang on? What's your rating though? Oh, my rating. Fuck, that's right. Um, I might sound like I'm being extra nitpicky, but I'm gonna give it like an eight out of ten. Um, okay. Yeah, so my thoughts on this episode. So I agree. I think that like having 
if I didn't have the knowledge that I have of the game and the storyline and a broad aspect, this would have been amazing. Yeah, it still was amazing, but I think it would have been an amazing in a different way of like um, living that surprise. But I think what they really did well in the story is that they did like this like four pronged attack of like, we are going after your feelings. And so there's like moments where it's like, if you know what's coming, this one is meant to hurt you. Yes. Um, and then we're going to go to the next scene. This one's meant to hurt everybody. Uh, and then we're going to go to the next scene. This one's meant to hurt everybody also. And so it's like, but like having those moments of like, we're doing this for fans of the game and they get to have this special moment that they, as funny as it sounds, is like we get to like have this, our own like special pain of knowing what's going to happen. Like, or even people who rewatch it, um, as I've watched it three times this week, um, like, <laughs> You, you just love you, pain. I think you're like I textbook I masochist. I'm masochist, yeah, I know. Um, but like, I think that the um, what that does is like it's it's a really great moment because it allows for um, you to see like it, you, having that like as an audience member to see the foreshadowing. I think is a lot of fun um, uh, and sad, uh, but it's just like it's great to just like oh shit, like this is. This is something else that adds to the, to the story. Um, there are specific storylines that I'm not a fan of still. I was mm-hmm. hoping it would get better with the second pass, and it didn't necessarily. Um, I really love the action sequence. There was one thing that I thought was like a little bit funny just because it was like so over the top uh, and seemed out of place. Like it was cool, but it was like out of place. Um, and we'll talk about that in spoilers. But uh yeah it's i mean for sure uh i think that it's tough like this one impacted me as much or more as episode three with bill and frank Mm -hmm. um i do think god i do think that the the issues that i have really bother me um and so i'm teetering between an eight and a nine because outside of that specific storyline this is a fucking immaculate episode (laughs) so eight and a half i guess eight and a half Um, while we're adding halves to this no you're making this very complicated do whatever we want it's our show oh it's our show that's right um (laughs) it is our fucking show okay yeah um spoiler free reviews then i agree with you based on everything i've inferred from what you've said um, yeah. As always, if you're only here for the spoiler free portion, we love you. We appreciate we you. you. You're incredible. But please just watch the show. Just watch the fucking show and listen to us talk. Um, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. Uh, and if that's you, this 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 imaginary person in our heads who only watches a spoiler free review, goodbye because we're talking yeah, about spoilers goodbye. now. See please you tell next us. week. Please tell us that it's Who you. are you? We really want to know. <laughs> as elusive as like Brian's mom, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah, incredible. Okay. Spoilers. So let's get into it. Um, yeah. The biggest spoiler of tonight is that we didn't clap today. We didn't clap today. We can do it now, obviously, because everything before this is now unusable. So <laughs> Yeah, we got to start the whole podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. 
you okay uh <laughs> every time <laughs> you add two extra seconds to your clap this makes um, me so happy you don't realize this gives me serotonin that like powers me for the entire like until i see you again this moment is what will like fuel me same for sure yeah. i don't know we i think okay there we can't skip ahead as much as i want to skip ahead and just be like gush about all the things that yes i need to beat by beat about, like, that's how we do it we got to do it because um i know for a fact that there are people who don't watch the show who are going to listen to us so we have to just go through it's it all fucking wild i love you Okay. Yeah, we love um, you so much. So it opens with, mm-hmm. um, I think we go back in the past a little bit. It opens yeah. with like ten days. The yeah, ten days in the past, and uh, it's the you know height of the sort of uh, riots that are happening within the quarantine zone in Kansas City. Um, all the Fedra uh, people are just like being killed, and like it it's, it <laughs> gets pretty wild, it's right? Pretty you violent. Yeah. yeah, you see them like you know literally being pulled up like with a noose around their neck and mm-hmm. you see them like being with like what tens and like just multiple like fucking knives just like mm-hmm. stabbed into them being dragged across like it's it's not like kind in mm-hmm. in how it shows like the treatment of these people and i think that's both brilliant and also like horrifying and very much in theme of 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 this 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 world mm-hmm. um but i was just like flinching the whole time that was yeah hard to watch yeah it's pretty tough like they do a thing um at one point right before they transition to our first um like stars of the episode uh where they're dragging a person behind them in a car which like for me is always like a very difficult thing because of the story of emmett till and um like the history of like that level of violence and obviously like the news thing. So they definitely like went like as graphic as possible uh, for this situation. Um, But I think what they're trying to convey is like, you're you're having this revolution against these Fedra people who are completely like taking advantage of the people in their quarantine zone and these people are reacting with like violence in kind um and after 20 years for many of them like it's it's been like a pot that's been brewing so they're yeah it's very intense I think uh, so. um, but it leads us to, to our friends the lovely the, Sam and Henry my favorites our favorites and we see the sequence of them hiding while this like violence and chaos is happening around them and mm-hmm. um Henry is communicating with Sam in sign language letting mm-hmm. Sam know that we've only got two more blocks to go don't look around you keep your eyes on me and mm-hmm. it's very much this it's obviously a great parallel to like that same dynamic we see with Joel and Ellie right like yeah it's i'm trying my best to protect you in the face of just a horrid, violent world, and it's mm-hmm. futile. But I'm gonna do it anyway. And it, like, there's just this desperation to it that's like really fun to. Well, when I say fun, I mean incredibly <laughs> depressing to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we mean fun in the most derogatory way. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it was really cool. So when I first watched it, um, because 
uh, minor spoiler for the game, but like S- Sam is not deaf in the game. Yes. Um. So when I was first watching, I was like, oh, did they learn this as like a way to like talk silent- silently to each other? And then you realize, no, Sam is just deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just immediately made an interesting thing. Um, my brain at that moment was like thinking of theories because I'm like still like obviously processing the story through the lens of having played the game. So I'm like, okay, well, obviously this is going to raise some stakes. So what stakes does this raise? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, maybe I'll talk about that. Like what I thought was going to happen when we finish after, um, but yeah, there was like, I was like thinking of like things that happened in the game that could have been completely different. Um, with Sam being deaf, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's still. Um, we should point out they, the actor who plays Sam is deaf. Yes, uh, they brought in uh, Sam and Henry are black. Um, I feel like it's important uh, because mm-hmm. I'm black and I love that. Um, they also brought in a black uh, ASL director who taught. Mm-hmm the cast who um, helped the acting direction for uh, Sam and for Henry uh, as they were performing uh, ASL. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly, like, based on what I have seen online in terms of reception to how, um, you know, Sam's, uh, you know, disability was portrayed, that they did a really like good job Mm -hmm. and i i don't often like i try not to give my own um sort of opinion on these things as someone who isn't affected by it Mm -hmm. um but you know we i i really appreciate like the effort that they've put into making sure it's it it ended up being what it was i think Mm -hmm. the last time i heard of something like this was the quiet place a quiet place Mm -hmm. where they had Uh, yeah the young lead who was also deaf in real life um, mm. portray the character, which is great. I yeah. love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm glad it's happening. Um, yeah. So yes. So they're on. They're obviously trying to escape. Uh, we knew from the prior episode that Henry is a person that uh, Kathleen has been after, um, yes. and so as they're looking for their way out, we get this uh, scene with Kathleen. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, and Perry, and they go into this room where they have all of these uh, collaborators, as they call them, uh, people who have basically been informants for Fedra and given them information on their neighbors and friends, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, In exchange a, for, yeah, for good stuff, and, whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so she's asking them. Um, basically like laying out like what's going to happen uh, mm-hmm. and talks about like, you know, there'd be a trial. You're all guilty. So it'd be fast. <laughs> and like, don't worry, we're not going to kill you right now. Uh, but what I need to know is where is Henry? Um, and so still like coming back with this obsession of, of Henry and uh, nobody wants to answer because they don't want to sell out Henry. And then she's like, okay, well, kill him. And you see Perry kind of just goes like, all right. And uh, and finally somebody talks. Um, 
and we they say like, oh well, he's with Edelstein, and so we learn, uh, I think through inference, because I don't remember if they actually said his name in the prior episode. No, so basically, but go ahead. They, we see him later in this episode, so that yes. solidifies yeah, yeah, the connection. Yeah, um, yeah. So we so Edelstein is the doctor that she had in the cell in the prior episode, mm-hmm. and obviously we're still ten days back, so. Um, she's like, huh, I didn't think that he was a collaborator. Uh, he's much better at this than all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so they're trying to get as much information and nobody knows like where exactly they are. They just know that they're meeting. Uh, and then we get this like really cold scene with, uh, with Kathleen. And I think this is like, this is where I was like, okay, I'm still. I'm still having a hard time with this uh, because she is so obsessed with getting Henry because Henry killed her brother. Well, Henry informed. Or not. Sorry. Yes. As a yeah. collaborator, let Pedro know about the brother. Yeah, he did not kill his brother. Yeah. And, and that's what got the brother killed. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the brother is fairly important, not just to Kathleen, but the people in general and we'll learn yeah. more about that as the episode goes on yeah what's interesting um that i thought was a like particular point about kathleen as a character is that she lets these collaborators know there'll be a trial it'll be quick you're all guilty she <laughs> steps out and Perry's like is are they really gonna be put on trial and she just goes no they're not yeah. Yeah. right and 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 there's this brutality to the way she is functioning that's that's yeah, it makes it hard for um, like me to humanize that character at this point, where I'm just like, yeah. oh, you're just being, you're perfect, like you're mo- you're just more of the same kind of evil, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe that's by design, but this is the point where I kind of started like feeling a little iffy about um, Kathleen as a character because it just felt a little too lacking in nuance, mm-hmm. um. And this opinion of mine fluctuates as the episode goes. And I'm going to point out every time it goes up and every time it comes down. But, um, and I'll let you know where I land at the end of it. But this was a point where I'm like, oh, this is like, not shades of gray. This is just, you just feel evil right now. And that's not fun in The Last of Us for me, particularly. So I think like Kathleen comes off as a sociopath, like just completely lacking empathy. Uh, and like, does not has zero regard for these people's lives. Uh, it's absolutely fine ordering them dead um, without even thinking about it. And then, like, is so obsessed with her mission that she gets upset with Perry because Perry's like, "We already got the like perimeter blocked off. Like, let's focus on other stuff that we have." She's like, "This isn't my seventh priority. Is it your seventh priority?" Yeah. And he's like, "No." Fuck, I'm just like trying to like yeah. help you see reason here. Uh he doesn't say that. Tommy he just, is you know, trying. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy is trying his hardest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh and so it's yeah, it's really tough. So then she ordered so they all go in and you just hear the gunshots. Yeah. Um and then we cut back to Henry and Sam. And they make it into a building. Henry has keys for this building. Um, and they walk into a room and immediately draw a gun on somebody else. And that somebody else is Edelstein. That he was waiting for them. Uh, he had procured some food uh, for them. 
and a little like hideaway shelter, which is what we saw before the attic that they were in. Um, Except um, when we saw it earlier, it was like covered in like art mm -hmm. made by, you know, a child. And now we get to see, oh, the lead up to that because we saw empty cans. We saw all this art and we're getting there. So this is then. Yeah. Figuring out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so they're going through this like basically Henry's trying to figure out like, okay, with what we have right here, like how long can we survive and when, when can we escape? Um, and it's not much time. It's like, he calculates like maybe 11 days. Uh, and, um, he's like very in like a, what's the, like, he's like action oriented in this moment. He's like, I need to figure this out. I need to go. And he's like focused on this and he's very tense and Edelstein picks up on this and sees Sam, who's like sitting in the corner, kind of withdrawn, and notices like, "Hey, like, Sam's getting scared because you're, you're afraid right now." And so, um, yeah, Henry is a really good big brother, like really fucking good big brother. Uh, and he goes over and he, um starts talking to Sam and uh, do you remember that the specifics of the conversation are losing are lost on me right now but like I just remember him asking him like if he's scared uh, yeah um, he asks him if he's scared and 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 Henry's like look at me do I look scared yeah and and that sort of like that theme afraid of him being mm-hmm. the superhero who isn't afraid and therefore Sam feels protected and mm-hmm. and, and safe enough not to feel afraid himself because shit, you're walking next to a superhero. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's this really beautiful moment. And what I love about it, right, is that Henry is not as practiced or as uh, he's not a experienced survivor. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I think it's fairly easily implied that these characters haven't necessarily left the QZ as much because yeah. um, there is this amateur way of dealing with things that Henry has where he's got ideas and he wants to protect Sam, but like the execution of it mm-hmm. always just seems like a little scary. We have 11 days with of food. We're going to figure it out until then. And as viewers we know that at the end of those 11 days that they did not make it out like right so things are going wrong um and there's this like it's that thing hope in the face of like you know inevitable Mm -hmm. like desolation and and the actors like play that off really really well in that scene yeah yeah so good one of the things, right, when Henry and Sam have that conversation, Henry sees that Sam has made like this little, um, uh, you know, portrait of his brother wearing like that superhero sort of like red band around his eyes. And um, what Henry says to Sam is that, oh, you know what you can help with is is this place next needs to look prettier. And then it cuts uh, and you see all this art that we saw last episode now mm-hmm. around the walls of this like attic that they're in. Um, but when we had that moment of like, oh, that's nice, you realize that it is 10 days later and they've run out of food and <laughs> um, 
you know, they're waiting for Edelstein to get back to them. And Henry is trying to convince, like Sam, who's really hungry, is like, we're out of food. Where is he? We need more food. Um, mm. And Henry is like, he'll, he'll, he'll be back. And there is like this, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm holding <laughs> out hope that he will be back. Yeah. Yeah. And they, um, yeah. They, so he's like going through it. He's like, you, he, you can see Henry's checking out into the city and you can see all these patrols and people looking for them. And then uh, they spend one more night and Henry realizes like, all right, yeah, we're, it's just us now. We're on our own. And so he wakes up Sam to let him know. And Sam it's eight, but he's like already has, like he's intuitive enough to understand like, okay, yeah, Edelstein's gone. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they, they have this conversation about like what to do next. And Henry um, basically just like reaffirms to him, like I'm going to figure it out and take care of you. And they share this really beautiful long hug. Um, and during that, Henry's looking around this room and sees all the pictures that Sam has drawn of these uh, superhero character versions of them. And so he asks Sam to close his eyes and he paints the, this orange mask over his face, over his eyes um, for him to kind of like don his, his superhero costume, um, which is just really cute and great. Uh, yeah, and then they they try to get out of the building. And so Henry's looking out of this building, and you can see across from it, you can see this, like, red sign uh, of, like, a gas station. Definitely a storefront of some kind. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, everything's good. And he, like, steps down to, like, talk to Sam. And as they're getting relieved, that's when you hear Joel's truck and the crashing of glass and the gunshots. Um, and Henry and Sam are across the street from the incident. And started, while Sam is hiding, Henry is like peeking through like this one window and very clearly sees Joel on the other side with this gun in his hand, you know, managing to take care of himself. And mm -hmm. he steps back down and looks at Henry, uh, looks at Sam and just says, Change of plans or <laughs> yeah. new plan. New plan, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then cut to them going up the same apartment building stairway uh, and making it to outside of the room. And Sam steps on the glass um, and doesn't realize like that it's making noise. So Henry stops him and he says, like, this is noisy. Hmm. Um, do you remember what to do? And so he hands Sam a gun uh, to hold uh, out, basically to try to um, intimidate. Intimidate, yeah. Thank yeah. you. And and uh, <laughs> Sam's like wants to like look at it, and he's like, "No, point this it's forward." <laughs> so fucking funny, <laughs> like the, just like the, yeah. just like jolt of action. Where he's yeah. like, "No, no, no, uh, no. please don't do that." <laughs> Um, yeah. And then they, they sneak in and this is like, I love this scene from, uh, everyone involved, uh, but especially Pedro and Bella because <laughs> it's so, 
Yeah, Henry's like holding the gun to to um Henry's to Ellie. holding the gun to Ellie and yeah. uh, Sam is holding the gun to um Joel. Yeah, like standing over Joel. Yeah. And uh we get the like Joel like and then she says it louder to wake him up and he pops up and uh <laughs> Sam's like all right. Um if we put our guns down like you're not going to kill us, right? And he's like, okay. He's like, I don't really know what to do next uh, in this situation. He's like, uh, and yeah, he's just like, <laughs> all he says is, "That's right, Joel." In response yeah. to like, yeah, you're not going to kill us, right? And and it's this like fucking intimidating look that he gives him, and just says yeah. this most deadpan delivery. And then <laughs> and then Henry just goes, "That's a weird fucking tone, man." <laughs> and then Ellie trying to like salvage the situation just goes. That's his asshole. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's got an asshole voice. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Everything's fine, right? He's like, yeah, everything is fine. <laughs> uh, he's like, see, um, it's so good. Uh, and there's this out, moment, right, right where um, they actually do decide to take the guns down, and like Henry's instructing Sam, and Sam, who can't hear any of these exchanges, only visually see what's happening, like confirms, like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. This is a good idea, and then like, yeah, Henry's like, yes, and um, it's it's a tense but like really funny scene. I yeah. actually like got a really nice laugh out of it, and it was like a nice moment of levity in an otherwise, um, yeah, yeah, scary situation. And and I think it helped knowing as viewers that these the two of them were out of bullets. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have any ammo, so they were just holding. Like, you know, blank guns over them. Um, Not that the characters knew, but Mm -hmm. it was just funny to me. Um, Yeah. And I loved it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Everything's fine. Um, Yeah. So they're friends and they're going to get along forever. (laughs) So so they they all sit around a lantern uh, and Joel shares some of their food um, with Henry and Sam. And. Joel's like, all right, well, we didn't kill each other. We ate. Like, I think it's time we just move on. And uh, and Henry tries to talk to them to convince them, like, hey, like, actually, um, uh, we can help each other because I can get you out of of uh, of Kansas City. So we actually want one other thing. So when 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 they're still on the floor, Joel, they're like, who are you? And Henry says, I'm the most wanted man in Kansas City right now. He's like, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing after what you did, you're a close, second. A close second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sees now like this is an opportunity for us to to work together. And um, they like start to introduce each other. Uh, Ellie, they introduce her names. And then Ellie's like, well, how old are you? And or how old is he to, about Sam? And Henry translates that and lets and lets Sam answer for himself, which is great. Um, it's such. Yeah. I love. I just want to. I just want to give him a hug. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. Best. Yeah, yeah. The actors are fucking. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think we we make it to the morning, and they are now like, all right, we're we now we can see like we can look together and see like what's our best way out of the situation 
And so Joel and Henry are having this conversation about like where to go. And uh, Joel's like, I thought Kansas City was like one of the worst QZs. And he's like, yeah, like they did all that stuff, raping, you know, torture, killing okay. people. Yeah. yeah, they did it all. Um, and uh, and then and, he says a very poignant thing is that when you've been on the receiving end of these atrocities for so long, when you have the chance to reclaim power, the instinct is to want to do it back. And that's yeah. what we saw happening earlier in the episode. Yeah. Um, and it's like this moment of like just, you know, commentary on the human condition and who doesn't love that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and they're trying, so Joel's trying to figure out like, okay, well, who are you? Like, what's your role in this? Yeah. He's like, are you Fedra? And he's like, no. He's like, I'm worse. I'm a collaborator. And um, instantly, without missing a beat, Joel's like, I don't work with rats. And, yeah. <laughs> and Henry's like, well, this is your only option, buddy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> Today you do. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, why? He's like, because this is my city. I live here. You don't. I know how to get us out. Um, and yeah, so they start to draw up like a plan. So he's like, okay, well, if you know how to get us out, like how do you get us out then? And so he like outlines like, okay, this is, this is where we are. Um, Kansas City was built by like these developers and they built these maintenance tunnels that connect to a bunch of these buildings that are um, connected. And he's like, cool. All right. Is and this true? It's safe? <laughs> yeah. And My he's American like, well, friend. <laughs> uh, okay. So I don't know about Kansas City. Uh, I thought about a lot about this. Um, it's possible. Okay. Uh, probably highly likely i imagine they probably had to find a place that like it would make sense so that people in kansas city didn't throw a big fit um yeah i was just gonna say i would have thrown a big fit if like somebody came to mumbai and was like well this thing actually exists and i'm like no it doesn't we got a fucking liar (laughs) um yeah no for sure uh so i don't know for sure like but i imagine there's something and i like the way that they described it as being like it's certain buildings built by these certain developers that have these maintenance tunnels connected where it's not like the entire city then it's yeah. like okay that seems reasonable um even if it's like fiction right it yeah. still seems like it's something that could reasonably happen so uh yeah so they're having this conversation and trying to figure it out and he's like do you notice anything weird about kansas city and they're like well we don't see any infected he's like yeah it, it, uh what's really great is Henry has a lot of like false confidence when he's talking mm-hmm. about stuff, which is like you could like this is him being like like he's posturing to so bad at selling yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, okay, sorry. I don't mean to jump around. But this is what I as a black man, this is an important conversation that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Uh when they're talking about like what like who are you? And he's saying like, oh, I was a uh, collaborator and stuff. And um Joel's like, well, why do you need me? You seem capable enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're armed and you're capable. And he's like, you're wrong and wrong. He's like, I've never killed anybody before. Mm-hmm. And um, holding an empty gun to you is the closest I've come to being violent. Right. Um, and I think that's, like, so good. Uh, yeah. Because, What's- yeah. That's, I'm, I'm really glad you pointed that out because I feel like often these sort of, like, what that represents culturally is lost on someone like me who, you know, mm. halfway across the world, like, 
while I understand like you know racial like issues and prejudices at at a certain level like mm-hmm. that sort of like nuance is sometimes lost on me the fact that you pointed out I appreciate that and yeah, yeah that that is Thanks. really fucking cool and um I I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm always excited to see like good storytelling about marginalized folk yeah yeah I I really did appreciate that specific thing being talked about um in the show because like especially like Kansas City is a big city and generally like big cities um that <clears throat> have like a high uh population in general like are going to have higher crimes and so right. it it it's easy to just fall into like oh like this is just a Kansas City kid from like an urban environment uh you know it, or just like grew up in a QZ and was like you know wanted to like be like right there's a lot of like violence and like yeah so it could have easily gone the wrong way and I'm glad that it didn't that's Um, a great point yeah yeah and uh so yeah so anyway so I also have a note on the scene sorry yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. when like he's pitching how they're gonna get out to uh uh to um Joel He's like setting this whole thing up. He's like, oh, but there is a solution, this and that. And Joel's like, well, what is it? And then he just turns to Sam and mm-hmm. waits. And then Sam on his little like uh, rewriting, like that sort of reusable writing pad, yeah. just writes tunnels and show like it flip, it's, and flips it towards Joel. And I love Henry's constant um, need and effort to like include Sam mm-hmm. in the conversation. And yeah. like make Sam feel like, you know, an important part of the the you know mission. And yeah, um, it's just like you can tell that like he really cares for him, and 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 that they're really close, which is great because yeah, you know. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, another very important thing uh, it, that also happened in the scene. This scene was like really good in terms of. It's um, like just like the storytelling. Uh, as as Joel and Henry are having this tense conversation, Ellie and Sam are having this like they're being kids and they're having fun and they're laughing. And uh, Henry marks like that he hasn't heard his brother laugh in a long time, uh, and it's so cute. Um, and uh, Bella and Kivon, um, the actors. Uh, seemed to really just like really really get along and they had like really good chemistry on set and I fucking loved it Um, so yes so you start tunnels. to see Ellie as, as sorry no I just <laughs> no, tunnels yes good. they get to the tunnels but um, what I fucking love is you got you mm-hmm. start to see Ellie in like her element because so far we've seen her interacting with a person who doesn't want to be around her and yeah. um and there is that like strained relationship there. But mm-hmm. when you see her with um, Sam, it's just a little kid who um, is, and, and and there's a lot more comfort of the bad, like bad because she can engage with Sam much more freely. So you see a lot of like her personality come through mm-hmm. and just her ability to care for other people come through. And you can start to see that she's getting She's very attached to the kid, just like from the get go. I think, 
Yeah. Um, and we see more of that as we enter the tunnels. And I promise I won't backtrack now. <laughs> um, as they walk down the tunnels and, you know, Henry is really Wait, proud. we need He's... to backtrack because oh, we, we do? a very important Oh, no, no. Okay, go, 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 go. Uh, as they're talking about the tunnels and they talk about like there's no infected in in town. Um, he's like, yeah, Fedra drove them underground uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why on earth would we go into the tunnels if that's where all the infected are? And he's like, no, I know that they're empty. He's like, so you went down there? And Henry's like, well, no, but the Fedra guy that I talked to <laughs> said that they got rid of him like three years ago. It's going to be fine. Uh, and you could tell Joel's like, I fucking hate this so much. Um, and... And as they're like trying to figure it out, like Joel and uh, Ellie, like Ellie talks about like, oh, well, what about if there's those ones that can use echolocation? And he's like, oh, wait, you've come across clickers? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, we killed two of them. He's like, see, I knew you were perfect for the job. Yeah. And Sam and bangs on the table. <laughs> yes, the clicker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually use the term clickers, which is yeah. great. I love that. Yes. It was um, a very natural yeah. way of like putting that in. Yes, you it know, was so that, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, yeah, the next one is, I don't know how they're going to introduce the name of that, but um, other than you listening to podcasts, I guess, uh, <laughs> or playing the game. Um, but yeah, so then Sam, you know, bangs on the table to get their attention and he's like, what are they saying? And out loud, Henry says, they're saying they're going to help us, which is like, I'm committing you to this in the hope that you don't let Back out this <laughs> eight-year-old <laughs> down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, cool. Uh, I guess we're good. Uh, so yes. So then they go in the tunnels. <laughs> we can't go back now. Got, it was a that was a very loaded set of like that was a loaded scene. There's a lot of stuff going. Yeah. On. Sorry about the back and yeah. forth a little bit there, but they do make it down to the tunnels <laughs> eventually. Yes. Um, and as they're walking around, you know, Henry's very excited that see, there's no no infected here, and they all start getting a little loud, and like Joel, who is like the mother of the group, just goes. Everybody needs to just come the fuck down and yeah. shut the fuck up because yeah, they're not out of the seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, then I need to know. Sorry. Yes. Did you notice? Did you notice this? Because I felt like I I watched it. Like I said, I watched it three times. Did you uh-huh. notice that when they enter the tunnels, Joel looks at Ellie and he says, "Get your gun out." And yes. Ellie looks at him sheepishly. And pulls the gun from her coat pocket. <laughs> and, they and Joel have this- gives her a look like, you little <laughs> shit. And then walks back. Because he's like, we don't have time to argue about this. Yes. But I need you to look at my eyes and understand you were supposed to have this in your backpack. <laughs> it's it's so good because like every kid has been on the receiving end of like, yes. we're going to talk about this later. I don't have, I can't say anything right now, but we're going <laughs> to. You know, you should know I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And it was beautiful. Like, my partner and I just, like, laughed really loudly when we saw yeah. that. Because it was beautiful. Yeah, it's um, so good. It, and <laughs> so, th- they walk through the tunnels. And this is the first, like, real, if you played the games, this sequence is for you. Yeah. Portion that happens. Mm-hmm. They see this this doorway on like in the tunnels that is like painted and like it's just like this beautiful wall to wall like mural made seemingly by children of like a castle with like rainbows and like just mm-hmm. you know a lot of lush greenery and and it looks wonderful like there's flowers and whatnot and it leads into this 
bunker that is empty. There's no one in there. But it looks very lived in. It looks mm-hmm. like there's been, you know, small uh, child-sized tables around and, and toys. And, like, it looks like a classroom or a playroom of sorts for, like, little children. Mm-hmm. And um, I immediately clocked what this was about. And I was yeah. very happy that they put this in. Um, yes. It's, like, one of those things where, like, if you know... You're gonna love this, and if you don't, this is a great sort of like world building mm-hmm. thing that you're getting to experience. But yeah, you tell me what you felt. No, yeah, same. Um, it immediately was evocative. Uh, also, like we, you've heard me talk about this on the show before, but every time we get into a set piece that looks familiar, I am waiting for ten to fifteen uh, infected to yeah, come you just out like drop fight. down and like, yeah, like, like okay, like. Is your gun fully reloaded, Joel? Um, is your secretary like, are you prepared for this? Have you made enough med kits? Um, and so, yes, I'm waiting for for infected. But what it ended up being is this very beautiful scene that you just described. And what also happens is that during the game, without getting into too many spoilers, you get a lot of backstory through this, like through uh, letters that have been left around. And, uh, and one of the characters, yeah, yeah. And one of the characters is named Ish. And you see there's a drawing that a child made that says one character is named Danny and one character is named Ish. Ish. And it says our protectors. It's so good. Um, just like a, uh, like a nice little fan shout out. Yeah. So. And just, a, you know, the story in the games, and this isn't too spoilery because it is one of those like, stories you learn through notes and it's the mm-hmm. this character ish who who basically was alone surviving in a bunker and um when he stepped back out ran into a family mm-hmm. and decided that because the instinct in these situations as we've seen on the show already is to like walk the fuck away i don't mm-hmm. want to get involved but ish realized that there is no point in surviving alone and invited these people into his home and that home eventually this this bunker eventually turned into like a thriving colony and um you see these house rules that are on the wall of this bunker mm-hmm. and you know the door must be closed at all times you know all of these things to make sure that infected don't get in um but the inference obviously here is that that they failed mm-hmm. and it's this beautiful story about like a person who chose to share and open his heart to others and and the fact that it paid off means so much like to because yeah. it's like this beautiful little beacon of hope in an otherwise very grim world um oh. and i love that they used that in this show mm. me too yeah um yeah and then what else this scene serves is that it then creates like this place where uh ellie obviously and sam are super excited because there's like stuff there was kids here that lived here before so there's stuff that the kids had so like there's like a soccer um ball and like a goal that's drawn on the wall and they have like comic books and all this different stuff and so she's like well can we just stay for a while and he's like no we gotta keep moving She's like, but there's actually shit to do here. Like, I want to want to hang out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so, so Henry, it's a football for everybody, and like, 
yeah. except like that yeah. one country <laughs> except for that one stupid ignorant country <laughs> no. um uh and so henry steps in as like you know younger than joel big brother and is like it actually would be good to rest like we can just wait out you know and yeah. and have less daylight um working against us when we come out on the other side and so joel uh agrees and we get an interesting scene where it's like we've had all these moments of him being very close off to new people and he decides through this that he's gonna show a tiny bit of vulnerability and i really love it because he's like he sees uh, ellie playing with sam and he says to him he's like i can understand why if you did this to save your brother i can understand why you did what you did and i'm sorry for what i said um for calling him a rat and yeah and um and so henry explains because henry has a lot of guilt around it and he's like well he's like you know maybe 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 yes maybe no like you know i i kind of lied to you when i said i hadn't killed anybody uh because there was this great man um who i would have followed to the ends of the earth and sam ended up getting leukemia we find mm -hmm. and he uh needed this medicine and of course KC Fedra was like, cool. It's very expensive. We don't have a lot of it. If you want it, you got to give us something big. And so he, that's why he gave up Kathleen's brother. That's right. And, and I think what's important to stress here is that Kathleen's brother is the original leader of the revolution. Yes. Kathleen is not the person who. Mm -hmm. You know, got these and, people to band together, and yeah. based on how Henry speaks of him, it it like this person seemed to be like a genuinely good human being. Polar opposite of Kathleen. <laughs> of of what we've seen so far from Kathleen, and more on that later. Like it, this is yeah. not something that goes un um addressed, and mm -hmm. um. So you definitely see like Henry, you know, sort of dealing with the guilt around it and not believing Joel when he says that that it's okay what you did mm -hmm. is yeah he he calls himself the bad guy yeah and um what i really liked about that scene is that it's the second time we've seen how long-term disease or illness can play out in an apocalyptic situation like if you see all these other shows like it's very rare that you see characters surviving or living with um terminal or just long-term uh illnesses yeah um in episode three we saw how that played out with bill and frank um in this episode we're seeing it play out with sam yeah um i do i, want, I think it's important to point this out uh, because I, I saw somebody post about it. Yes, Sorry, go ahead. I was yeah. just about to bring that up. Um, while I have enjoyed seeing these stories being told, it is like I'm constantly always trying to like just educate myself on these things. And mm -hmm. um, something I saw someone 
from the disability community talk about is how that their stories always end in death. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see disabled people living, thriving, or surviving in these kind of stories. Like, mm-hmm. and that that implies that they're baggage or that they're like, like yeah, like a burden or a bur- yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think it made me question how I find myself. And I think just people generally romanticize tragedy mm-hmm. and and you see the beauty in tragedy and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's a very important point to like be mindful of is that yeah. um, it's the same with like same conversation that happens around queer stories, right? And that's something I'm very mm-hmm like keenly attuned to is that like i don't want fucking queer stories where it ends like oh they both died because they're gay like that fucking (laughs) sucks and it's done and it's over now thank you very much um and um i think it's important to like bring that up and put that like like have that be a part of our critique Mm -hmm. and with that lens right i was with that lens of like, you know, having disabled people thrive and survive and live in these stories and knowing how Henry and Sam's journey concludes, mm-hmm. I was, I think, a little at odds with what was happening. But yeah, you tell me what you were going to uh, say. I was going to say the same thing. But I think like um, the other thing I want to say, like one, I... I want to make it clear that we uh, don't like devalue that um, that message, like that, because that's somebody's perspective on it, and I think that that's important. Um, I do think it's tough in media when we have a situation of a story that's already been written, and it's the writers are doing their best to improve it, mm-hmm. um, but there are characters who are not the protagonists. Um, who live in this world and so i think it's it's always a tough situation because you have a situation where we can go like cool well instead of um instead of giving representation in in a very beautiful way with bill and frank we could just get uh you know uh like a cishet white male and and uh, white man and, and woman and just have them be characters and then you know they have a very like a straight yeah like, relationship and then you know what i mean and so like cool we didn't like now no gay person died but it's also like well now there was no like beautiful gay relationship on the screen all. either yeah, um it's the thing with like yeah like so th- you want it's tough because we want it to be included um i think it's another conversation of like how do we get more marginalized stories to be the story um and obviously i don't want to discount the fact that we have pedro pascal playing joel which is incredible mm-hmm. um and uh bella ramsey playing ellie who ellie was already a queer character but uh belly is also bella excuse belly bella is also <laughs> um non-binary, non-binary uh, so right. yeah so anyway it's tough it is a tough situation um and it's one of those because the story's already been written i i think in this situation, the best thing we can do is hope that they do their due diligence to take care of the characters in the capacity that they are included in the story. 
Um, yes. And when they don't, hold them accountable for that. I agree. Um, and, and honestly, like I, I, I don't consider my word like this is an area where I'm like I will listen to what people with more experience mm-hmm. in the field have to say. But I, yeah. I, I think generally that's where I land too because, um, so far my experience with the show has been that they've made anything that they've built on they've built on in a way that I've found to be more inclusive and Mm -hmm. uh, more insightful but that does not mean that it is without fault and that Mm -hmm. it is without like space for improvement so yeah absolutely with that caveat yeah with that in mind Um, the next scene that we see (laughs) is this like very picturesque like painterly frame of um kathleen uh leaning against this like green like you know wallpaper printed like Mm -hmm. wall with like these two windows around her with like these tattered um curtains and tattered curtains against a window with light shining (laughs) in just like fucking yeah you know (laughs) like you know what you were doing yeah Yeah. craig mason um but and and she looks somber. She looks like she's in, in, in like deep thought and it sort of like cuts to like these little details around the room that she's looking mm-hmm. at. And you get the sense that she's in her home. Like you see that there's this bunk bed with the mattress gone and the wood's like falling apart. But, you know, this looks like a child's, like two children's room mm-hmm. um, that she's standing in. And then Perry uh, walks in and she like, very quickly goes from being like somber and like reflective to like again that sort of like cold persona that she's been putting on this whole time Mm -hmm. um and they have their conversation and um you know she asks him how did you know i was here and he's like well i just asked around and (laughs) um, asked your mom yeah asked your mom and (laughs) Um, she let me know and they talk a little bit about whether or not like Perry has ever revisited his own place of like where he lived and he's like yeah it's like what miles away from here 200 miles yeah yeah it's not worth it and then Kathleen shares the story about how when she was little um, she was afraid of like storms I think mm-hmm. and and her brother Michael um I believe is the name, uh, sort of protected her by just letting her know that like this room that they share is this indestructible little box that nothing can get into and that she would be safe here. And you see now the reverence that she has for Michael, the same sort of reverence um, that that Henry earlier displayed. So like now you're getting confirmation yeah. from multiple people that, oh shit, this was a really good person. So like Henry's like his actions had significant impact because then Perry jumps in and says that your brother was a great man. But then we come back to like, oh, okay, enough reminiscing. Let's come back to the present. And Perry just says, but you're the one who actually got this done. He didn't really accomplish anything. Yeah. Um. And it's, and it, it, I, I, I've always hated the idea that like you have to be cruel and heartless to get things done. And mm-hmm. it's this narrative that gets played out a lot 
And I think in the sequence, they're aware that they're using that narrative and it's like a critique on that narrative that these people look at this good person and be like, well, he didn't really get anything done. Um, mm. And it's... Yeah, this was the point where my my opinion on, on Kathleen went up a bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see you. Yeah. I... Uh, I... It's tough. Like, one... I don't think Kathleen is Brian's mom anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We like for sure. You I, would be. I born... was holding out hope for this episode. Who like... the fuck is the mom? Like this is so wild. <laughs> Why did they put? Is this like just one of those just things that got cut line. and then like? Because it, it's genuinely bothering me. I'm like, it's, I don't know what's happening. But yeah, it's. Her situation is very weird. And like I said, like before, like I'm not a psychologist, but it seems uh, to my knowledge uh, that I have, uh, whatever that means, um, internet knowledge, is that it just seems like she's very much coded as like this sociopath who's like, who can have like these very specific connections with people, but for the most part is like, has zero empathy. Um and even admits that, like, I don't have empathy for this. I don't care to forgive anybody. I, it's about judgment and a vengeance right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and even her relationship with Perry is like, they're close, but she still expects Perry to do everything she asks of him. Yeah. And she still expects him not... to, like, fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas he probably genuinely cares for her, and maybe partially because of her brother, or not but like he it seems like he genuinely cares but it seems like she it, it sees most people as a tool or an obstacle right and that conversation happens so like once they talk about that little thing she says you know my brother would be horrified if he knew about the things i'm doing like the thing is that he told me to forgive mm-hmm. henry like one of the things that he said to me before he died when I saw him in jail is that he wanted me to forgive Henry for what he'd done. But what's the point of that? Yeah. Why would I do that? Like I've, I, I ref- like basically saying that this dead man who she's like trying to get revenge for very specifically asked her not to do that. And that was the dip again. I'm like, Oh my God. Like yeah. I'm going through an emotional roller coaster <laughs> with like this character. Is that cause like they add nuance and then they just like, <laughs> it, yeah. Like I it's really a- like Melanie. As an actress. Mm-hmm. I think she does a great job at what she's given. I just yes. felt like the characterization never really felt strong enough to me. Cause yeah. it was just constantly like, highs and lows and um i don't know what do you think yeah i feel like if she had if we had any semblance of compassion from her then it could have been it could have been something that i felt like i i could have be invested that story and i like we'll get to a part that's coming up soon um where i was like okay i'm i'm completely lost on this character but it uh this was already getting pretty close but then we'll talk about it in a minute but like i think like having having compassion could have made other moments more compelling to right. see to see her struggle through that of like the need to have vengeance but also the need to like recognize that human lives are involved 
in her path to vengeance. Uh, but instead, she's very much just like a black and white evil character. Yes. <laughs> and it's so weird. And um, I'm going to say this. And I'm just... Because the, the implication of what this represents and what it's setting up is very fucking apparent to anybody who's played The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I know what they're yeah. doing here. And it's yeah. great. Like, um, But... It, what's different is I can't even like say much about this without really like spoiling stuff, but mm-hmm. it's it's lacking the nuance that I yeah. have otherwise come to expect from The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. Without yeah. spoiling anything, in The Last of Us 2, there is very clearly compassion involved and the struggle to deal with what is going on is is absolutely apparent uh whereas here it's just stripped away there is no there is no nuance there when that critique exists it's immediately counteracted by like straight up evil stuff Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like moments of like commentary on like oh you know you know this is unspeakable like like violence and and oh yeah there's a moment of reflection on that but also kill them all and burn their bodies. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it never yeah. feels Like, here's meaningful. my brother that I love and look up to, and he's my hero, but I'm also not going to respect his last witches because that's stupid. It's like, wait, what? And, 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 and like, I, I can see a version of that sort of storytelling where it makes sense that this character is so consumed by their revenge that they're, that they know that what they're doing is probably disappointing that the person mm-hmm. they're trying to avenge, but they can't bring themselves to stop. But it has to be contrasted with like enough yeah. empathy for them for you to want to in some regard root for them or understand them, mm-hmm. even if you're not rooting for them. And yeah. that second part doesn't just come like it just never feels strong enough with Kathleen as a character to me. Yeah. Because I mean, the opposite end is Henry, right? Henry did, Henry did a bad thing to save his own brother, and we already love Henry because of the compassion and 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 love that he shows, and like all of the great things that make his character, even if he's had to do difficult bad things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So then we get that scene, and then and then we end up with uh, our our heroes out of the tunnel. They make it out. They are out. It's nighttime now. They are walking through the suburbs, um, and uh, Sam's like, "Why can't we have a flashlight?" And Henry's like, "Well, because he says that somebody's going to spot us." He's like, "But I don't know why, because there's nobody around." Um, and and they are trying to just like they're just like you can tell like again Henry has this like very like false confidence of like the situation oh we're good uh, everything's yeah. gonna be fine and um, Ellie's like well where are you going after this and he's like oh I'm not sure she's like well why don't you go with us to Wyoming and then Joel gives her another look of like would you stop telling them what we're doing and who we are mm-hmm. um and she's like what. Wyoming's a big state. You could fit two more people. And 
Henry's like, he sees Joel's reaction and he's like, no, I think we should just go our separate ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, is, like, which is a dumbass decision. Not going to lie. Yeah, but Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Joel is grumpy though. And, yeah. <laughs> and Ellie's like, ah, don't worry. He'll come around. He's always like, no, Ellen, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never going to happen in a million years. She's like, but I'm just going to keep asking and asking and asking. And and she even says it with like, <laughs> but she's like, you know, that's my strategy with him. You just keep saying like things <laughs> until he just, you know, will will yeah, just give in. <laughs> you just annoy him until he agrees. Mm. And um, it's fucking funny. I love Ellie yeah. and her self awareness about mm. her tactics. Yes. Anyway, and at this point, tension is ramping because you're like, yes, that was easy. No yeah. infected no, in the, in the tunnels. tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. You made it out. You yeah. even played some fucking soccer on your way. Like, yeah. what gives? Something yeah. has to give, right? Where's like, the conflict? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they turn around that street as they're walking out of the residential area and you see this bridge somewhere in the distance. And then they get shot at by a sniper. Mm. Um, and this is sniper one of those sequences. Word, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a guy with a sniper a guy, rifle. A guy with a sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two different things. Yes, yeah. very, very valid. Um, and they immediately hide behind a car, and they they're starting to freak the fuck out. And one of my favorite sequences happens in this se- in this moment where they're hiding and they're being shot at every time they peek out, and Sam. Sorry, Henry just grabs Sam and fucking just like starts running and Joel is like, are you crazy? But he holds Ellie down and then like they get shot at like I think twice again and then they run back to the car and they hide there and it's just like, I think it's the most like clear example of like Henry's inexperience when it Mm -hmm. comes to just surviving out in the wild against you know, other threats yeah absolutely and then uh joel's like all right stay here i'm gonna go sneak around and i'll take this guy out and ellie's like don't leave you're gonna get shot he's like nobody's gonna fucking shoot me like this guy's awful at shooting (laughs) and it's dark out i'll be fine um and she she looks scared and then this is where we get the scene from the trailer where he says do you trust me and she takes a minute and then she nods her head yes and uh, with that, he he goes and he sneaks around um, again. I'm like, all right, there's got to be like 40 dudes here. <laughs> What's there's not. It's just yeah. he just makes it to the house. Uh, he is getting shot the entire time. Um, this is a really great scene to just like, again, characterizing like God, this fucking old guy that has zero lines, has more character, more depth in his character. <laughs> than our friend Kathleen uh, R. in this R. moment. Anthony. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, I'm just being mean now. Um, but yeah, no, no, he, no. He, Joel gets up to the room where the sniper is. It's this uh, elderly gentleman Named sitting Anthony. on a, yeah, sitting on a chair and he's got his rifle still kind of pointed towards the window. And Joel just says to him, um, just put your gun down, uh, slide it over to me, and stay here for an hour. That's all you have to do. And he just keeps staring at him. He's like, please. 
and then he starts to like turn slowly. He's like, please don't do this. <laughs> like, I don't want to kill you. Uh, and then he kind of turns quick and Joel, Joel and kills him. it cuts away. Yeah. You hear the gunshot and Ellie freaks out and then it cuts back and it's the old man who's dead on the floor mm-hmm. or dying. I don't know. Um, yeah. And you hear that he has a uh, sort of walkie-talkie radio situation mm-hmm. going where yeah. it's it's, Mel- uh, it's not Melanie, it's Kathleen's <laughs> voice just going, um, Anthony, Anthony. And she's just like basically asking him to make sure to like keep them occupied and keep them there and that they're almost they've almost reached and yeah. Joel realizes what's happening and he just starts screaming from like this window to Henry, Sam and Ellie telling them to run and just like over and over and just like run and, and they finally hear it but it's a little too late because by the time Ellie hears that and gets up you start seeing the lights from like mm-hmm. the massive fucking truck that has like that shoveling thing in the front that also yeah. says run on it which is really funny <laughs> yeah. um, and then they get up and start running and Ellie God bless Ellie turns around with her <laughs> pistol and shoots at them while she's running it's so good because like genuinely like a 14 year old kid would do that like 100% <laughs> like just like yeah. I don't know what else to do like I'm just gonna point backwards and shoot uh, in the most useless way possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, really good characterization there. Um, but yeah, so then Joel is like, okay, uh, back to fight mode. Yeah. And he sees this truck coming. He sees it about to plow down Ellie. So he just starts taking shots at the truck, trying to hit and, the, the driver. Yeah, it's targeted, right? He's trying to hit the driver, but it's dark. You Because of the like flat lights that are facing mm-hmm. towards him in his eyes, it's very hard to see the driver inside i think even as like viewers we don't really see behind the screen you just see like a black glass Mm -hmm. and it takes him a couple of shots but he does manage to you know headshot the fucking driver and the (laughs) truck goes off course it sort of like veers to the side and crashes into like this house and the um sort of like the diesel patrol gas whatever you want to call it starts leaking into like the the all the dry wood and like the grass and whatnot, like very flammable stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. It starts leaking out of flammable stuff. And um, I don't remember how it catches fire. Do you? Cause uh, I think it's just the, the act, the wreck itself already started a fire and then the gas caught fire with it. And then gotcha. it just explodes the whole truck. Yeah. Yes. So the whole yeah. truck explodes and the house goes up in flames and it's a very, um scary set piece honestly mm-hmm. like it's yeah. this massive explosion and you see like ellie fucking fall down just from like the mm-hmm. blowback like that explosion and like now there's light so that's what changes right now yeah. joel can actually see because of this massive source of light of this burning house and now he's like starting to take headshots at the people who've like who are trying to you know um get to uh three of his people yeah. And um, it's a very tense situation. Yeah. So it's like smoky. So um, he struggles Henry's for able bit. to go back and get and get Ellie and bring her. They hide behind this truck. This and is. You see, I'm gonna point yeah, this go out. This is a change that I liked. Um, change in characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, in the game, 
and this is not a big spoiler. Yeah. Uh, there is a particular moment where Henry explicitly decides to leave. Do you remember this? Explicitly mm-hmm. decides to leave Joel and Ellie back in a dangerous situation because yeah. he wants to save Sam. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to us as like, you know, you as the player take control of Joel again and um, have to navigate yourselves out of that situation. And then you run back into them again and there's a small conflict, but there's this understanding of that you would do the same. I had to save my own kid. Um, yeah. And in this one, right, like I kind of expected that characterization to come back. Of yeah. of him not going back to uh, help Ellie, just hiding with Sam and Ellie having to figure it out herself. But no, he does go back and he grabs her and pulls her into safety. So I loved that because I think, I don't know why I kept up with the Last of Us discourse, but I did. And that was like <laughs> a point of contention for some people. It's like, well, yeah. it makes you want to root for that character less. And mm-hmm. I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, yeah. So yes, oh, like that was like a little thing that I was like, glad that happened. Yeah, yeah, which I think also like reinforces like this version of Henry is very much like, uh, just a sweet, soft soul. Like he doesn't want harm to come to people. Um, but yeah, so they they hide, and Kathleen's got her whole troop out, and it's like thirty people, like just like slow marching down the street. They mm-hmm. see Joel up in the window. So Perry's like, all right, you know, you two units like start working that way. Uh, he's in the building. So he's like, shit, I can't just pop out now. And um, this is, this is where, this is where Kathleen completely lost me. So Kathleen's like, all right, um, <laughs> just come out, Henry. Cause you know, let's just make it easy. And he's looking at Sam and Ellie and he's like, fuck, like, all right, fine. He's like, I'll come out, but let the kids go. She's like, no, can't let them go. She's with the guy that killed Brian, whoever the fuck Brian is. And not even your kid. Why the fuck do you care so much? Yeah. And, and Sam is with you and you killed my brother. And he's like, but they're just kids. She's like, yeah, you know what? Kids die. All the time. I'm like, all right. All right, Kathleen, we're done. You're yeah. telling me you don't. Yeah. All right. We're done. We're done. I'm, I, I have no more faith in you being a good person anymore. That's the thing. That, that, that was the final tip where I was like, yeah. okay, here's the thing. I have this feeling about people who think it's cool or edgy to hate kids. Where they're like, oh, I fucking hate kids. And I'm like, that's not a cool trade, bro. That's just fucking weird. Like, you don't have to want kids or you don't have to like, like, I don't want kids in life. But um, just this like visceral like disdain. hatred yeah. and disdain towards just like a whole like age group is just fucking weird, dude. Like, they're yeah. ki- they've done nothing to you. Like. Yeah. Go to therapy and figure your yeah. shit out. <laughs> anyway, this very much felt like Melanie was just like, oh, kids die. I'm like, what is the motivation here to hurt Henry and 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 and, and Joel for uh, for what they did to you? Like, it just felt so 
misplaced that it just felt like an edgelord thing to say. <laughs> yeah. You know sure. what I mean? And I was like, this is just so weak. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, I was like, fuck it, man. Like, <laughs> Melanie, just, I, I appreciate you. You're doing what you can, but yeah. that, yeah. No, I feel like they really bad. lost the plot. Yes. At this point. Um, yeah, and 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 just yeah. to be clear, this is not me being like, oh, you must like love and adore children. I'm not saying people need to do that, yeah. but it's that fucking like, I don't know. It just bothers me because it's like, yeah, isn't that weird for people to just be like, oh, I hate you. Like, like <laughs> why? <laughs> what did they do to you? Nothing. They did nothing. Um. Yeah. Totally. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's where that's where. Kathleen lost us. Um, and so Henry pops up and he's like, look, like, you know, do what you got to do, but like, let's just figure this out. She's like, sorry, it's got to be this way. And so she points her gun and she cocks it. And then um, plot armor kicks in. And <laughs> I guess, I don't know, that might be a strong word. Uh, anyway, the truck that ran into the building um in, I which think has been on fire Western, for a hot which minute. Which has been on fire, yeah. Uh, in many Midwestern, this is mostly for Indrani, but in many Midwestern uh, uh, states and cities, a lot of places have basements. Um, yes. They use them, like, one, as, like, storage and also as, like, storm shelters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, reasonably, this uh, building's burning, and then we get this moment of the truck lifting and dropping and then it starts to fall in. And everybody's looking at that like, why? Hang on. Why is this giant truck just falling into a hole in the earth? Yep. And so all of uh, Kathleen's people point their guns that way. And then we get the beautiful, beautiful eruption. It's, of it's an actual so eruption. It is so wild to see. Um, they move in the most terrifying way. Uh, okay. I thought about this when I was trying to go to sleep the other night. So this is not even related to Last of Us, but it's important for me personally. Uh, so there is a writer and I think movie director who is the son of a very popular movie director. His name is Max Brooks. He uh-huh. wrote the book, How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse. And he wrote the book, World War Z, which then became the I movie with Brad Pitt. The book, yes. World War Z. So Very different it's, than the movie for anybody who's... <laughs> yeah. But in How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse, like he talks about zombies and he talks about it in a way of like, this is obviously just him being humorous, but it's also like applying the most science you could to a situation. Yeah. So the idea is that a fresh person uh, that becomes a zombie would still have all of the full functionality of their body and none of the pain receptors to shut it down. So they would run. They would run and flail and jump far and all of mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, cordyceps zombies are different in that the fungus has taken over their brain. And there's no, there's no rotting per se. It's just your brain, like your body is now functioning because this fungus says you have to. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it reminds me of World War Z in that way of like in the early... Uh, scenes of of world war z when the zombies become zombies like they are just like ants like piling on top of each other and running and just absolutely 
bananas. Um, and this was really good. It's so wild. Um, so that that's <laughs> God. I love that book. I need to read it again. But um, this eruption, and when I say eruption, I fucking mean eruption. Like it's yeah. just they keep pouring out, and it just does not end. And it's mm-hmm. carnage. It's just yes. complete fucking carnage. And um, Henry takes this moment to like dash away and 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 and, and you know try to escape, but like in this chaos, they kind of get separated from Ellie who like starts running a different way and gets inside like this, like falls into this truck to like, just like hide from mm-hmm. like these infected who are like literally like clawing and like smashing at the uh, windows. And then you see <laughs> what is perhaps even scarier than like, uh, actually that doesn't happen yet. Right. Um, and, and, uh, Joel is from like the windows like being the absolute best and this is one of like those game sequences where um he's shooting anything that's in Ellie's way down best he can and like yeah you can see that sort of like synergy between the two of them cuz she knows that he's up there and he's helping and and yeah and they even pass looks like she'll look yeah. at him and look at what she wants to do and he's like okay you're going that way yeah and clear a path yeah um it's so beautiful. Like, it, and it really speaks to their connection over this time of like having this ability to have nonverbal communication from a distance as he's on Overwatch and she's on the ground in this chaos is so fucking good. Yeah. Like, in terms of the relationship, done. I love it. Yeah. Um, and, and as is happening, right? As <sighs> you see, you cut back to that fucking hole in the ground and two massive hands sort of reach up and out okay i just i'm sorry i have to stop you just for this one second okay there wait does this happen first no it doesn't the little contortionist the little no 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 no. she gets in the car okay the big guy comes out okay okay and then that i'm sorry for taking your steam away (laughs) go ahead no 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 you're totally fine it's it's fine i i i i might be misremembering honestly but yeah, you see this fucking massive mm-hmm. infected that just looks like coagulated fungus. Yeah. This is the best way I can put it. It's like just, layers of fungus. On yeah, top of like each other. huge. Like, yeah. It, it, it's like and, seven feet. <laughs> yeah. And um, players of the game know what it is. Um, and. I guess we can use the term, even though they don't really yeah. use it in the game, uh, in the show, is that you see this bloater, mm-hmm. uh, a new infected type just unlock, yeah, uh, come out and just like seems immune to bullets, mm-hmm. just like not well, not immune, but like just nothing seems to damage it. It's just so yeah. fucking bulky, and it's like it just like smacks a person down and fucking kills it, like. It's it's yeah, it's insane. So powerful. Um, and like Perry, who's just terrified, is just trying to shoot at it, and and nothing's happening. And then we cut away to like I think Ellie, uh, who who's in this car, and you see a, a, this. I thought was more horrified than the blood. I'm just gonna say it. I was more scared. <laughs> more I, scared, but okay. So initially, like. First of all, like kids who are monsters, that's terrifying. Um, yes. Especially as a parent. I'm like, uh, but 
so it started out as terrifying. And then to like paint a picture for you folks, there is a little clicker. It's like a child. It has to be like maybe an eight-year-old girl. Um, I We can assume that this is one of the children who was in Ish's bunker. Yeah. Um, which is awful. Uh, yes. But it climbs through the window. And then it like goes into this like Cirque du Soleil contortionist rolling around. It's like it's so it's too it's too smooth. It literally looks like if you've been to like a Cirque du Soleil or seen like a um any kind of like that kind of contortionist like movement. Yeah. Um where it's just like like these like very controlled like flips and rolls and stuff. And so I, what started out as scary ended up being just like kind of silly to me. Okay. I think here's what it is. Twofold, right? Showing children in these kind of things is probably already like a gamble on their part because mm-hmm. it can either like work really well and do its job of just being scary or yeah. it can just like seem in poor taste, right? Yeah. Um. So I, <laughs> I thought that like the, those freaky movements were I was amused but I thought that they added the right balance of like not absurd but like it gave me enough like okay no it's fine it's fine because yeah. otherwise <laughs> it's just fair. fucking depressing like it's just yeah. like you know um so yeah I, I hear you but <laughs> I I was like what the fuck <laughs> that's yeah. fucking terrible that's what's gonna keep me up at night not the blow. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, this this little child clicker <laughs> fucking contorts its way into Ellie's little safe uh van and then Ellie scrambles to get out and it cuts to Joel who looks fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. until he sees Ellie like get out of the car and like close the door behind her. Um and she starts to get away. She catches up with Henry and Sam and they're running and that's when yeah. Yo, also, Kathleen. Yeah, real quick, up. rip RIP to Perry because Perry, uh, we talked about like he was shooting at the bloater, but the bloater um, uh, kills him in, the, in a very brutal way. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and I will say this is a great homage to um, uh, the bloater in the game because mm-hmm. um, for folks who haven't played it, every time Joel or Ellie uh, die to... Um, one of the infected, mm-hmm. it gets increasingly grotesque depending on what kind of infected kills you. Like there's yeah. a there's like it's a bunch of brutal. animations yeah. that like <laughs> that randomly get applied every time you die, and it's um not very fun. Just gonna say that. Yeah, and one very, of the ways, <laughs> yeah, and one of the ways the bloater like a kill animation for the bloater, and I know this because the first time that happened to me is like permanently seared in my brain. Is that he grabs Joel and he grabs his head and like pulls apart and like just like fucking rips Joel into two pieces and that's yeah. exactly how Perry dies and I just thought it was like a, I, I was like I see you and I appreciate what you've done for us here thank you for bringing yeah. that trauma back yeah um, thanks so while that happens in the background R I P Tommy slash Perry um, <laughs> I'm confusing so many people I know um, it's fine. It, and and in the foreground we see uh Kathleen catch up to Henry and even in this moment of chaos where like death is imminent refuses to let go of that fucking grudge 
and mm-hmm. um pulls up pulls the gun on um Henry while Sam and Ellie are right next to him. Yeah. It's really beautiful too about this scene. Like obviously it's very scary, but you see like the way the sh- shot is framed. Um Henry and Ellie both step in front, front of, of Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam's and not in that. Yeah. Yeah. Like um yeah. And, <laughs> and then and shout then. out to our little Kurt contortion, <laughs> this baby clicker friend who just fucking leaps onto Kathleen and like rips her apart. And yeah. it's and it's kind of funny and, and poetic in a dumb sense that like draw sorry, like a silly sense yeah. that 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 um Kathleen who was already like, yeah, children die. Uh, yeah. gets killed by a child clicker <laughs> yeah and um, that's what she get that's what she get and um that's that's how henry sam and ellie um, get away yeah we forgot something so um when ellie gets out of the truck yes when that little child right. clicker's in there she sees sam and henry underneath another truck mm-hmm. and they are being attacked by two different clickers and so she again signals to Joel and they and he overwatch shoots down all these uh clickers coming after her so she can get to them and she she helps kill um both of them uh Joel helps with an assist uh on one um to get Henry and Sam out um so they would like they didn't get out of this like without having to deal with some kind of uh infected and um but yeah, so they all escape in the end because of our little contortionist friend. Um, <laughs> I love it. And him. yeah, we, okay, so I'm saying this out loud as a note for both of us, but we're, we're going to talk about some things and then I'm going to come back and reiterate um, certain aspects of those things uh, because I think it's important um, to say how I process them. So. Okay. Um, they escape. Uh, we assume to... that they make it across the bridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. cut to um, a hotel, a motel, motel. Yeah, uh, and they are in the room, and you can see um Ellie and Sam. Uh, Ellie's reading one of the what is it? Savage? Uh, uh, no, Star Starlight something. Is it Savage Starlight? I don't remember. I'll 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 think of it. I'll come back to that. Uh, anyway, uh, she's reading the comic, um, and and Henry and Joel are talking. And Henry asks, "Like, do you think the kids will be okay?" Yeah. And Joel is like, "I think so." Um, basically, like, kids are resilient, and part of what makes them makes it easier for them is they don't have to. There's nobody relying on them. Yes, and. That's beautifully as he's like as he's saying that it cuts away to um Ellie who's reading this comic to Sam and the implication there is obvious, right? Like that Joel is wrong to say that in that moment that Yeah, I yeah. Kids um because you at least my interpretation was that yeah. in that moment that there was someone relying on Ellie. Yes. Yeah. And that Sam was Sam. Sam clearly looks up to Ellie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, 
and they uh yeah so they're having this conversation they they they, we kind of jump back and forth between like the shots and then we see joel um in this like quiet moment offers for henry and sam to come with them to wyoming um officially uh and uh henry uh it seems like he's on the verge of tears and he's just like i think just it seems grateful for um to have people who can help him and sam survive and uh so then he goes in and tells sam that it's time for bed um and so he lays down and he closes the door and it's like they have this room that's like two queen beds yeah and so ellie's still in there and uh because Ellie's a little shit, she just wakes up or she gets up after he closes the door and walks over and like pats Sam on the leg. And she's like, I'll just keep reading to you. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> We're not going to bed. Um, I think this is a good Go moment to point out that like even earlier when they were in Isha's bunker, they were uh, reading together and um, mm-hmm. yes. they they talk and, and uh, Sam teaches Ellie how to, how to say endure and survive in ASL. And mm-hmm. that's when you sort of learn the title of the episode and um, also uh, the, um, you know, core theme <laughs> about the last of us. Um, in, in, and you learn that it's from the comics. So they're, mm-hmm. she's learning how to say endure and survive. And like they're basically going back and forth and she's reading to him and like he's explaining things to her. It's, it's this beautiful sort of like symphony yeah. that they're in. Um, and Savage Starlight is what it's called. Savage Starlight. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we both had one word correct. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, coming back to this. Yeah. She wakes. Mm-hmm. Well, not wakes, but she's like, okay, get up. I'll keep reading to you. And they, you know, keep going at it. Yeah. Um, this. Uh, anyway. Um, so they start talking and. And she's like still like reading and she's still like kind of animated and she can tell she's clearly like trying to help him feel better Yeah. after this like traumatic event that they went through. Um, and he stops her and he writes to her on his pad. Um, and he are says, you ever scared? yeah, are you ever scared? And, <laughs> and, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm scared all the time. And then he's like, okay. And she's like, of scorpions. <laughs> and he looks at her like, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't like. And there's this moment of like this child being like, I need you to not treat me like um like like be real with me, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like I I I need this to be a serious moment. Yeah. And um, so Ellie, she's like, Yeah, I'm afraid of ending up alone. Yeah. Which he seems to understand. And then he writes back, if you become a monster, are you still you inside? And then he shows her. (laughs) This sucks. Uh, He shows her that he got bit on his leg. Yes. uh, When they were under the truck uh, before Ellie could save him. And... (sighs) Ellie, here's something I wanted to <laughs> brutal. talk about. It's so brutal. I yeah, sorry, it just fucks me up thinking no, about you, it. 
Um, yeah, no, you're good. What I loved in this scene is this juxtaposition. There's that word that I like so much <laughs> with a scene we yeah. saw earlier of someone showing their white moon to someone they care for. Mm-hmm. When Tess showed Joe this this her her um infected wound, he flinches mm-hmm. and immediately steps away. When yeah. Sam shows Ellie his wound, she is so tender yeah. and so like almost like knows what's going to happen and is reverent of Sam and wants to just protect him and make him feel safe in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I I loved yeah that sort of contrast yeah she jumps into action and just says she shows him her own um scar which is healed over and says my blood is the antidote and um, (sighs) baby girl (laughs) i know (laughs) and she she makes a small cut in her palm, which, as we all know, is a very impractical place to make these kind of cuts. Don't Everybody do that. Everybody stop. <laughs> stop but, doing that. Uh, she does that, and she, like, sort of saturates his wound with her own blood. And I've seen people be of two minds about this. They were like, did she really think that? And I just thought of it as her being like, I'm doing this to make this child feel safe. And I, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to politely disagree with you. <laughs> um, I think she thought it would work. I think fundamentally, I thought, Ellie wants this whole journey to have purpose. Yeah. And she, she felt like there was, this was maybe the first time in her life for her that she felt like she could do something for somebody else and be the hero, yes. be the Joel for somebody else. And so she thought it would work uh, because she doesn't know fucking science. She went to federal school. I, here's the thing. I agree with you in, in that, like, but I didn't read it as like her thinking it would work. I thought it of it as her being like, God, I really hope it does, but not necessarily being that, that, that conviction because because I see people being like, oh, she just told him that he's going to be fine. Like, I don't think she was as sure as she sounded is what I'm saying. Do you see what I'm the, saying? Yeah. The other the other piece of, I do see what you're saying. The other piece of evidence I would say works towards, she thinks that was going to work is that she fell asleep. She stayed in the room and fell asleep with him. That's good point. And yeah. yeah. And I can't, I don't want to get into spoilers, but I think she, she, we, you and I know that she has enough knowledge to know if there was any reason to believe that this could go bad, she would not do that. Would not have done that. Um, Honestly, with you pointing that out, I fully agree with you. Um, I read it a certain way, but I think yeah. I, I, I prefer your take. So I'm going to go with I that. Also th- <laughs> well, thank you. I also think it makes it more tragic to, th- yes. to see her realize or to see her think like, I'm doing this and I'm going to save my friend and everything will be good in the morning. Um, so it, it, it doesn't get, at this point, I'm already crying. So <laughs> she, she does this, 
And then he asks her, he says, stay awake with me. And so she's like, of course. She promises. Yeah, I promise. Um, so Ellie, every time you say you're going to stay awake, you always fall asleep. Um, we saw it in the truck. You did it again. Uh, so we, it's so sad. (laughs) It cuts to the, there's daylight in the room. Yeah. Through the window with the curtains. With the curtains. (laughs) Ellie wakes up and Mm -hmm. Sam is sitting upright on the bed, facing away from her, facing the window. And. She, still can't hear her. She still can't hear her. She calls out his name. He does not respond. Um, she walks over and touches his shoulder. And he turns and leaps to attack her because it, it didn't, didn't work, work. guys. <laughs> it didn't work. Big surprise. Oh, oh no. It's so bad. Um. Yeah, so he's attacking her. She's screaming. Um, they crash through the door. Joel and Henry wake up. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, because it needed to be, the gun is in between Henry and Joel. Yeah. And Henry grabs it. Yeah. And Joel just wants to go save Ellie. And he tries to move, and Henry shoots at his feet. Yeah. And points the gun at him. And Joel is begging him to let him go so he can save Ellie. And Ellie's like trying to just fight for her life at this point. Yeah. Uh, because poor Sam is infected and is just trying to How much you can. bite her. Um, and uh, so Henry has this moment of realization and shoots Sam in the head. And then has a different moment of realization, realizing he just killed his brother. And it, 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 you don't really, he shoots and you see the blood sort of pour. And mm-hmm. then it just immediately cuts to Joel asking Ellie if she's okay. And there's this moment where that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts. <sighs> Like Ellie looks horrified, and then it cuts back to Henry, who's again holding the gun up to Joel. Mm-hmm. And Joel's like, "What did I do?" And 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 he's like, "Easy, easy, just give me the gun." And then like Henry, that realization is dawning and dawning, and then he just starts over and over saying, "What did I do? What yeah. did I do?" And then he turns to Sam, and this fuck, like I. He's just like, he, he calls Sam's name out, like waiting for a response. And. Yeah, you see the blood like pooling. Yeah. And then Henry. um, We probably should put content warnings at the beginning of this. Uh, yeah. But uh, Henry, yeah, Henry shoots himself in the head. Um. Yeah. And Yeah. It's and awful. It's awful. And um it was hard for me to like 
I couldn't see what was happening on the screen, but I had to like blink and just like get the tears out of my yeah. eyes. But um couple of things. Cause <laughs> it's easier for me to talk about these things so that I could mm-hmm. I can not like I because I don't feel like staying with these emotions right now. Yeah. Um, is how wonderfully executed, forgive that word, um, mm. the scene was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of my favorite things about that scene, apart from like the brilliant acting of, of um, the person who plays Henry, is Ellie. Um, Bella Ramsey just lets out this Vimper is the best word yeah, I can use. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking brutal. Um, I know. <laughs> oh, and, this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a deviation from the game. Yes. Um, it, yes. Yeah. In a, the game. A little bit. It. He ends his own life. And you don't have a moment to process it. It cuts to black and it cuts away to the next. Mm-hmm. season yeah here it cuts to daylight outside the motel and um joel and ellie <laughs> digging graves for sam and henry yeah and they're not saying anything they're just digging yeah and then ellie goes and grabs some stuff she drops Henry's backpack next to Joel, uh, his jacket, uh, which was Joel's jacket. And then she has the um, reusable notepad and she writes, I'm sorry on it. And Joel looks at it um, and there he has, it seems like he has this sort of realization of what that might imply. Uh, She asks like, which direction is west? He points and she starts to walk. And then she calls him to go. Uh, end the episode. So uh, th- there's two things I want to talk about. We've gone so long. Um, but hopefully you've enjoyed it and uh, and you have tissue with you for all the tears that you may be crying right now. Um, so two things I want to talk about. So I mentioned like the sequences. As a viewer, for me personally, when I was watching this, when Joel says to Henry, you can come with us to Wyoming, I was already crying. At that point, I was yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, you're really going to come around now? And then um, when Ellie tries to heal him, I like just hand over mouth, just like, just stop. Just quit. Just stop. Please, this is so it's <laughs> painful. Like, it's like a, and this is a bad analogy for what's just happening. It's like instead of a quick, it's not like they're ripping the bandaid off. They are yeah. peeling it away so slowly that every fucking hair falls on your body is just like you're feeling the sting over and over and over and over again, and. Mm-hmm. If you know you're waiting for it to happen, but they're making it so much. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the, wonderfully I mean, like, done. This is all, this yeah, is not a bad thing. Clear. Yes. 
but yeah, the acting, the writing, all of that stuff in in that last sequence is just so fucking good. And I think like one of the things we talked about, like the efficiencies of the writing, uh, with the exception of Kathleen, I'm not going to drag on that, but like the efficiencies of the writing and the the moments where they find like in this TV show, how can we how can we make this story better? I think that this is a better version of the story yes. uh, for for Joel who get who we get to see become a little bit more vulnerable and uh willing to be open mm-hmm. for Ellie who we get to see how much this means to her to ha- have this potential cure in her body and then for um the characterization of Sam and Henry so I'm very excited about that um the other thing I want to talk about is that I've noticed now in episode one, Joel loses his daughter and gains a watch that his daughter gave him. Mm-hmm. Episode three, he loses Bill and Frank. He gets Bill's truck and he gets Frank's shirt. Right. Um, in this, because this is like a two-parter. We talked about that. He yeah. loses Sam and Henry and he gets Henry's backpack. So I was like, well, what did he get from Tess? Uh, And I realized as I thought about this that there was no item. What he got from Tess was Tess's final mission. Was her realizing, I'm putting all of my hope into this and I need you to also. Um, And that changes the trajectory of who Joel would be for the final years of his life. Yes, And I think it's a really cool through line. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I do enjoy the through line of like Joel kind of collecting pieces of these people that he's encountering and that becoming everything and everyone who makes him better. He carries something from them. Yes. For the rest of his life, which I, that's a great observation. Noir. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I really like that. And Tess even makes it clear. Like, She's asked nothing of him. Like she's very much the kind of character who's like, I only take as much as I need and I only give as much as you need. And I've never done anything more. And with these other characters, there's always like a level of transaction that mm-hmm. does not exist between um Joel and El- uh Joel and Tess. So yeah. uh that's <sighs> Episode that, five, that's endure episode five. and survive. Um, real quick, I have to take the L because I had been saying and saying and saying that the horse scene was going to be in episode eight, but we've seen from the trailer for next week's episode that it's going to be episode six. I'm a loser. It's fine. It's fine. Um, You're not very excited for next episode. We get to see Tommy again. Um, what's Maria? Maria's Maria. black now. I love that. Uh, <laughs> She's black now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, to be clear, in the show, in the game, Maria's white. Yeah. Um, and I'm just assuming that that's Maria because, like, I know, I don't know the actress's name, but, like, she's been around in enough stuff to where I'm yeah. like, you can't just, like, she's not an extra in this yeah. episode. Uh, so, I don't watch the previews for the next episode. I just listen to you tell me what's going to be in it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help it. And I, I need it. Um, but anyway, yeah, we've this has been so long, and uh, we're now reliving trauma of watching this episode. So, yes. um, yeah, 
Uh, thanks that for was... joining us. Sticking through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched this episode and you have the spoons to watch this episode after listening to us talk it, uh, you should, because it's very, it's, it's, it's incredible in the way that it's filmed and uh, outside of the, the complaints that we had. Um, yeah. We, it's really good. And this is, I promise, not like a fucking marketing call to action, but I'm genuinely curious to hear like what people have to say about, um, you know, our particular gripes with the episode. Like, mm, how yes. did you find the characterization of um, Kathleen and that whole storyline? Like, I'm, I'm wondering how much of this is <laughs> me and how much of this is like a shared yeah. opinion. Because I try not to yeah. look at like anything until I talk to Noah. <laughs> I know. Same. Yeah. I- it's yeah it's tough because i don't i don't mute any of those things because i'm always tweeting about the last of the shit so um but yes i agree i i also want to know this um tweet at us just like to hear from you yeah so at navar smp (laughs) and i'm at not a god dice thank you uh we have socials sometimes we use them yes um that's that's it i guess and endurance survive endurance survive watch this episode. (laughs) Goodbye, y'all. Bye.